it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. It happened. It's happening. What up, listeners? What up? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know why I'm sitting like a duck, but it's fine. Welcome to episode five. Five? Five? We've done five of these? We've no, done I mean, we've done five. four of them. Well, this is our fifth one. I can't believe we've done so many. I've, I've Bloody. Really done little to uh, attribute to this. <laughs> so I'm just here like, whoa, five? Really? My face is so hot. Welcome to Bloody Babbles <laughs> with Kelly and Nicole. <laughs> From the bloody basement. The bloody basement. Beeler's bloody basement. Dun-dun-dun-tch. Felt it. There's something in the basement with us, and it's not a kitty named Buttons. But I haven't seen Buttons yet. She had a rough weekend. There were a lot of people in the house. She didn't like it. She's still mad at me about giving her cat food that's, you know, good for her. It doesn't weigh a ton. I look forward to getting to know Buttons this next week. Curly has lost too much weight, so I need to give him more food. food. And Buttons is too fat. And I said, I got her on a diet. So far, she eats the food and then throws it up. Oh, enjoy that image. I'll try to get that for a picture. Just kidding. That's gross. Her way of saying, F you, you. ma'am. She's I mean, like, probably that, but I like to just say, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Here's some barf. It's better than what, you know, my dog's brought into my house. I appreciate the diet you're trying to put me on. Okay, I don't know what this world's about, but I like laying around being real fat. <laughs> she's so cute, but yeah. She's so, she's so fat and fluffy. We'll have to put a picture of buttons on there at some Which point. Is. All right, are you ready to hear about this really sad, sad, sad oh, case? I'm not ready. I don't like sad things. Well... You're going to be all right. Oh, I put stars on where I needed to write things because I don't know how to find... I don't know how to... Okay. <laughs> I don't know how to write notes. I like that you don't always know how to talk. Like, no. Second, it's and it's just us because... I don't know how to say things again. You know, our 16 listeners, actually, there's more than that, and that's really rad. And yeah. and shout out to our human in Singapore. Because who's in Singapore? Who's in Singapore? Us you what are you doing? gotta you gotta message us on like Instagram or something. Yeah. Be, Nicole's excited. I'm wondering. I why was. You're so bored. <laughs> well, you're so bored because we're interesting. <laughs> Tell us about what these, brought you here. Were these gals from Kansas who like to use New York accents <laughs> or Russia? Because I've been obsessed yeah. with Russian accents lately. I don't know you what's wrong with me. Use your Wisconsin. Wisconsin? Yeah. That's from me. That's from me. Families from. These are our roots. Our parents talk to this us. is our roots. My mom is from Illinois. My dad is from Wisconsin. Don't say Illinois because I will yell at you. Not a fan of that. Do you go to Des Moines, Iowa and say, wow, we're in Des Moines? No, you don't. It's French. It irks me. <laughs> it was bludgeoned into my head as a I child. About it. I get it. Uh, <laughs> Illinois. Calm down. I'm fine. Okay? My Hispanics. face is... No, I'm going to just take a drink of this adult beverage. Oh. I'm, I'm barely 12. It's fine. 
just in my skull. All right, I'm going to tell you this story about. It's happening. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. This drink went right to my head. Um, it was a long day at work. Anyways, this is about Bertha Martinez and Nancy Shoemaker. Sweet, sweet little babies. They're young. They're young. Oh, I don't like that. I don't know why we have this theme of having all these children, but that's the list. I'm just going down the list in my phone and of what I want to research and look up. And Nancy is, her case is actually, she's from uh, Wichita, Kansas, oh. which is not far from where we live. Yes, so we're going to start with Bertha. Bertha Martinez was born June 17th, 1971. Oh, happy belated heavenly birthday. Here you are with your birthday obsession. Yep, again. always enjoy that. She she was murdered March 20th, 1980. So she would have been eight years old. Nice. Yep. And I get into more about who killed her. I'm going to go. She, we're in her house, and she's going to just leave. She's going to go upstairs and yell at her computer some more. Yeah, because computers <laughs> but um, she was lured to a park by a man named Doyle Lanes. No. Who is this scuzz bucket? No, there's two scuzz buckets. She was lured to a park by Doyle Lane's stepfather, Woody Brofton. Is how. Did you say her stepfather? Doyle Lane's stepfather, who I just went right into their names when I wrote this down. It was a while ago when I did this, you know, uh, during quarantine when the world was trying to end. So a, down to my star notes. A group of children had been playing outside Bertha's house when a man, Woody, who was Doyle Lane's stepfather, asked if they had seen his dog. Bertha followed on her bicycle to help him find his, quote, dog. And I wrote in parentheses, I feel sick because I feel, I know there's other stories out there where, like, predators are like, oh my god, I lost my puppy, can you come help me find it? And little kids and are of like... of course we love animals, so we were going to help. Tell me again, where was this at? Oh, uh, I haven't gotten there yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> so... You're fine. Um, yeah, Doyle Lane and his stepfather, Woody Brofton, uh, sodomized her while Lane's mother, Merlene Brofton, watched. They abducted this child from this park, say, hey, come help me find my dog. Well, like, they took her to their house? Yeah. The they took the girl. Yep. They took, hold on. It's, this is rough. I guess there, there'll be a lot of trigger warnings or it's coming. It was bad. Um. They, yeah, they took the girl home where she was stabbed by Woody and Doyle. And, uh, gosh, by Woody. And Doyle was forced to strangle her, and then Merlene washed her body. Her body was discovered six days later in a tin shed in a field blocks from her home. Her glasses and underwear had been removed and kept by the killers. And Doyle Lane, who ends up being, like, the main person they focus in on at this, he's the one who keeps these quote-unquote treasures Okay, so, can I paraphrase? Yeah. I just, that's how I get things straight in my head. Yep. I, you mentioned sodomy, which you know yep. me. Um, yep, she was sodomized. That did not happen at the home, or it did Yeah. at the home. So they, my notes were out of order. They took, <laughs> I'm so sorry for everyone who's going to listen to this. Doyle and his stepfather approached her and said, hey, my dog's missing. He takes her down the road, grabs her, takes her home. She was sodomized, and then she was uh, stabbed, and then she was strangled, and then the mom of the murderers, of the one of the murderers, washed her body, and then they dumped her in a field blocks from her home. And this happened, I believe, in Texas. Eight years old. Eight 
years old. Mm -hmm. I get more into, because her, for years, her murder went um, cold. Like, they didn't know who did it. So, after, yeah, after she's discovered. And there's a, there's going to be another little girl that dies. So, I'm, I say that really harshly, and I don't mean to come off that harsh. I just, I get so into this because it's, it's an angry harsh. So, I don't want anyone to yell at me. Yeah. So, they, yeah, so here we go. Yeah, Doyle Lane moved out of the Hayes County. I don't know how to read my own writing. I'm a mess, and I can see out of both my contacts today. Moved out of Hayes County in San Marcos, Texas, to Wichita, Kansas. So, Bertha's murder was in Texas. There was no breaks in Bertha's murder case for more than a decade. Ugh. So while in Kansas, Did you say what year? Uh, she was murdered 1980. You were just like, oh, a f what? you no, just like no, you were three months old. Ugh. I know when you were born. I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> you didn't even, but the world was better because you were born. Remember, yeah, that's an ongoing but it theme. Obviously, wasn't. <laughs> I thought I lied. I knew it. No. So while in Kansas, Lane's destruction continued. On July 30th, 1990, Nancy Shoemaker, nine years old, disappeared on her way to the store. Nancy's remains were not discovered until seven months later on February 18th, 1991, in a rural area of Belle Plaine, Kansas. Mm -hmm. It's so weird saying all these towns because I'm like, I know where they are. Uh, she was taken in daylight on a busy street. She was taken to the field and Lane raped her and strangled her with a belt while his accomplice, Donald Wacker, watched. So a new guy. New guy comes where'd in. You, where'd he get this guy? I come up on that. All right. Yeah. There's, I just jumped right into I the murder and then I do backstory. You're fine. I didn't, I did, I did this one very backwards because... Nancy Shoemaker was a big deal, and you'll understand that Donald Wacker name is, um, yeah. I'm not thrilled with where he's about to be very soon, so, because he's alive. Wacker. Wacker. Like, what? Like, that's a terrible last name. I'm sorry. Oof. Weed Wacker. <laughs> that's all I can think of. I'm sorry. My maiden name was Small. Could you imagine that if I married a Wacker? Small Wacker. <laughs> <laughs> and there's your comic relief. Dun -dun -dun. <laughs> I'm gonna have to put like a tiny little, little fun little sound after that. Oh my gosh, that's great. Uh, there were several people who brought Doyle's name to the surface in connection to Nancy's death. After receiving an, an anonymous tip and FBI psychological profile, investigators were led to uh, Doyle Lane, who worked as a dishwasher. You'll find out that he's not. He's a little slower in that in his mind. Like, he wasn't quite developed. Simple Doyle. Yeah. Doyle. 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 Doyle Lane. Loyal Doyle. Doyle. Not loyal. Bad man. Doyle. When authorities Doyle. searched his Wichita home, which he shared with his mother, Merlene, they found more than... She came with him. Yep. I think we talked about his dad. I don't know. I'm... Or his father. Or stepdad. But anyways, they found more than 200 pairs of children's underwear when they searched his home. 200 pairs. And all we know about is two little girls. That's it. You don't know anything else about the two mm -mm. pairs of underwear? No. And we still don't? Nope. And they're both still alive, Doyle and Wacker. Lane confessed to both murders of the girls. He gave detailed stories of what happened with each girl, naming his step stepfather, mother, 
and I didn't even put and Merlene and Woody were charged in connection with Bertha's murder, but somehow the charges were dropped. I don't know what was said. I, I like, I try to do extensive research and sometimes I feel like I'm failing, but they were just dropped. They oh. create this horrific human being and then they're just, you know, not their fault. Yep. That's kind of what happens. But yeah, see, his stepfather died in January of 1994. So they moved. Yeah. Cause, um, so that would have been four years after, yeah, four years after uh, Nancy Shoemaker was murdered. Um, I lost my place. There we go. Yeah, stepfather died in January of 94, and when I was finally born. I was just not quite a year old. Fun fact. When Doyle was taken back to Texas, his mother was in a mental health, mental health facility. So, that makes sense. So, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot about his upbringing either. I didn't really want to get into a whole lot about it because regardless of being not mentally right in the head doesn't give you an excuse to kill little girls. But anyways, Hayes County jury deliberated for less than two hours before sentencing Doyle to death at the end of his 1994 trial for the birth of, for the birth, oh my gosh, death of Bertha. I'm a mess. Great. I love you. You're fantastic. You've got this, baby. You've got this. He was later convicted of murder and sentenced to 40 years in prison in Kansas for killing Nancy. So if you were to like somehow get on, I get into it. I'm getting ahead of myself. Just read your notes, Nicole. Lean, <laughs> Lane's, Lane's confessions were unusual in several ways. His statements about what happened changed frequently during questioning. Details he recounted were inconsistent with facts already known to the police. And there was no physical evidence nor eyewitness, oh, God. eyewitness testimony linking Lane to either crime. I'm going to turn that. Sorry for the paper sounds. Lane's confession was given while he, at 30 years old, sat in a police officer's lap with his arm around the officer's neck while he wept into the officer's neck. So, I don't That's like... voted police officer. Yeah, okay, I don't like saying this word. <laughs> I mean, it's not, I don't think, politically incorrect, but it just makes me uncomfortable. But it was determined Lane had mental retardation. Mm -hmm. It was more than likely uh, sexually and psychologically abused as a young child. So, I mean, 30-year-old man curled up in a police officer's lap. Like, you know there's got to be some sort of delay. Like, I just think we need to take a moment to say props to our police officers. Yeah. Who go through this stuff. Yeah. find ways to empathize yeah with people who are just especially in the world we're in today <laughs> i just think it'd be such hard yeah. work to do i like that officer it, it i all, wish i had his all, name no no one yeah, yeah. Ooh, his bio um his, <clears throat> doyle's bio dad was 14 years old no 74 years old <laughs> god I erased part of it, so it looks like 14. I'm a mess. Bye. His bio dad was 74 years old when he was born and died shortly after Doyle's birth. So, I don't know if that plays a part into, like, the mental retardation, so to speak. Imagine but by that man, then. Yeah. So, so in 2001, so we're jumping, like, way ahead. So, Doyle's already been convicted uh, for both murders of Bertha and sweet little Nancy. Um, in, yeah, in 2001, Texas legislature passed a bill that would have banned the execution of the mentally retarded. <gasps> I just don't like saying that word. And if it offends you, I'm just sorry. That's what it said. I don't, I don't think there's another way to say it. No, I don't really think there is it. Clinical, yeah, clinical it just... I mean, it's, it's the way it's said. Yeah, I just... I don't like and, saying and it. You don't like saying it because it's used 
to describe people as um, as something that they're absolutely not, and, it's, and, and by it's, doing that, it offends those that have it. So and, he legitimately had it. I mm-hmm. don't know that you're crossing any lines by saying that. Yeah, because I'm about to say it again because there's it's it's in here a couple more times. But anyways, um, Governor Rick Perry called it unnecessary and vetoed it, saying we do not execute mentally retarded murderers today. Excuse my mouth hole. In the case Atkins versus Virginia, the U.S. Supreme Court held that the evolving standards of decency in this count country, goodness, country would no longer tolerate the execution of people with mental retardation, noting that no other Western democracy allows their execution. The court abolished capital punishment for the mentally retarded, which I I, I can't disagree with I feel that. Like doing that though, then you need to put the responsibility somewhere. Yeah. Who did this to this person? Right. So those two flakes who got off with nothing mm-hmm. should have been responsible for everything. Yes, I agree. Um, his parents. One's deceased, and I, I'm parents. Parents for lack of a better word. So it was questioned why Doyle was still on death row after the Atkins decision. The prosecution in Lane's case never disputed that he is mentally retarded. At trial, District Attorney Michael Wenk, I think that's what that is, I have terrible handwriting, presented the fact of Lane's mental retardation as part of expert opinion regarding whether Lane would be a danger to the community if he were not sentenced to death. In his questioning of the expert about future dangerousness, Wink asked the expert to assume that Lane has been diagnosed as borderline or mildly retarded with an IQ in the range of 70, which we know is low. Can't you put him in a home? Um, or, yeah, like, just let him be, like, not not guilty. I, not, shouldn't I wouldn't be put back in the public. I don't No, that. no, I don't agree with that either. Um, okay. Yeah, Wink told the jury there is no question that there is something wrong with Lane. He's mildly retarded. He comes from a dysfunctional family. We are not disputing that. I don't, I mean, should he be put to death? I don't, in this. Still, why does it not matter? Yeah. But anyways. So we're going to backtrack a little bit to Doyle Lane's wild confessions. He named his stepdad and mother, whose charges were dropped in Bertha's murder. In Nancy's, he named Donald Wacker's mother, who could provide him an alibi. Police learned Donald was friends with Doyle, and Donald was interviewed four times in effort to get info about Doyle Lane. During interviews on July 17th and 18th of 1991, he gave info that he was also involved in the crimes with Doyle. Oh, he did. Look at you catching my notes. I just, I'll cite my sources when I put this episode out. You're welcome. Wacker, his name creeps me out. I put that in parentheses. His name, it's, it's just such a wacky name. Huh, wacky. I see what I did there. Didn't even mean to. You're welcome. Was charged and convicted of kidnapping and aiding a felon in the death of Nancy Shoemaker. Murder and other charges were brought against Lane. Apparently, those charges were dropped to extradite Doyle to Texas for Bertha's murder. What would, okay, what charges? Oh, but he ended up getting 40 years for Nancy's um, murder regardless. Are you going to go through the details of Nancy's? I want to say yes. <laughs> I, I want to... I, I, I had to have... 
Yes. Yep. It's on the next page. I'm so sorry. See, I. You can edit that out when I ask those questions. And then or I just leave them in because I'm lazy. You're. It's fine. I think that I'm a little annoying. <laughs> I don't think you're annoying at all. They're all trying to listen to you, and they're like, "Would you be?" Quiet? Shut the hell up! Why do you have a co-host? Because the because she's the reason I like podcasts. Okay, <laughs> I need her. <laughs> I'm. Like, you guys don't know, but I'm about to move into Kelly's house, and she doesn't even know what's happening, so, but now she does. You're welcome. Don't ask Nicole to house it. Don't ask Nicole, because then all of a sudden she's going to live here. I've started taking pictures of the basement. Um, I've renamed the hamster to have a third personality. It's fine. There's Chuck, Patricia, and we'll go with um, Sylvia. Um, Oh, well, that makes her pretty. (laughs) Sylvia, she's a cute little guy. Cute, cute little guy. Okay. There's our babbles. You're welcome. Okay. In Wacker's interview, oh, God, on July 17th and 18th, he said he was driving on Seneca Street. Oh, that's so weird because I drove on that street in Wichita and at Pawnee, in, oh, at the Pawnee intersection. I know where that is. Anyways, Lane, who was his passenger, pointed to a girl on the south side of Pawnee. Lane said to stop the car so he could get the girl. Lane left the car and forced her into the car. So, did okay. they ever specify whether they had done this before? No. At least at least not Doyle and Wacker. I just don't understand why that wasn't looked into if they found 200 pairs, pairs. Yeah. of children's underwear. But, I mean, his mom was in a crazy house, and he's not at the mental capacity to probably remember that how those were acquired would be my guess. I know. I I know. I'm so sorry. If people know more information, please send it to me because I'm, I'm a trash I mean, goblin. It's fine. Okay with what we know. I think we're okay with that. Or maybe you need to look up better because you did better research on my last episode than yeah, I that did. That wasn't very nice of me. That <laughs> no, this is why we're partners. In the place. This is why we're partners, Kelly. Shut your hole. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Wacker said he didn't want to be a part of this, and Lane said to be quiet and drive. Keep in mind, I said, keep in mind, Lane is mentally retarded, and he had an IQ of 70 or less. Okay, so why is Wacker listening to him? He can't be the smartest guy in the world either. Yeah, like, if, and probably knowing Doyle's demeanor, like, you know he's not at the mental capacity of a 30-year-old man. Again, by saying, oh, he did all this. Yeah, that just makes, that just, it just makes him look more, more not just stupid. He just looks stupid. Oh, he's guilty. He and guilty. Wrong here. Mm-hmm. He's just wait. Just wait. Things are going to make you mad. It's fine. Uh, keep. We're keeping going. Uh, Wacker thought Lane would kill him, I roll, if he stopped. So. So just let him kill the girl. Just so he won't kill dead. me. Yeah, because killing a child is man. it's just great. Yeah, that's so much better. Fuck you. Yeah, there to fuck that's you, Donald. The kind of we want in the world. Oh, that just makes that just makes my but skin crawl. I might. I might get hurt because this so man is the take the brunt of all of this torture she's going to get. Oh, you're, we're getting ready to get into it. Okay. Mm. They drove through Derby and stopped outside oh. the city limits of Belle Plaine near some trees. So I put it, I put it right here, the trigger warning. Uh, Lane pulled her from the car. How old is Nancy? Nine. I don't like Yeah. I wouldn't like it at any age. So... Um, yeah, Wacker stated at one, or no, sorry, pulled her from the car, ripped her clothes off, and he raped her. No. Mm-hmm. Wacker did? No, Lane. Uh. Wacker stated at one point he tried to pull Lane off of Nancy, but Lane kept knocking him down. I don't know their size difference. Kind of. Sorry, 
I don't know, start looking it up on your phone like you always do. <laughs> Wagner said he was unable to prevent the assault. Pick her up and run, dumbass, is what I wrote. Yeah, so he said, I don't know if Doyle is bigger than him, but you could grab this child. Or you could have, you know, drove somewhere to, like, a convenience store and grabbed the child and took her inside. Like, this man is not... He's obviously got a child like mine. Like... Well, he's just putting all responsibilities on, on the other party, who obviously is doing something terribly wrong. Yeah. I'm not... That is horrifying, but... Ugh. Yeah. There is no part of me in the world, and I guarantee you I'm not as strong as this guy probably is. Probably. That would allow something like that to be happening in front of me. No. I would fight to the death to stop something like that. Well, then that's when that probably like that superhuman strength comes in. You know, like, you know, they say like moms who lift their cars off of their children when they're in accidents. I don't care if it's mine or not. I'm not letting any child go through that. Mm Mm-mm. Oh, okay. But anyways, after raping her, Lane strangled her with his hands and a belt, which she dies from that. After killing her, Lane put her clothes in the back of Wacker's car and said, let's go. Lane later threw her clothes in the trash and Wacker dropped Lane off at his house. They just left her there in the field. So mama didn't clean her up this time. Oh, mom's in the mental health facility. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense, but it's just sickening. Whew. Okay. Yeah. Or just, okay. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. I want to take care of it. I do. Important to take care of those people. Yes. Obviously, it wasn't soon enough. Yeah. Whew. You're making me all sad. Not that I should be happy right now. I just feel the need, as horrific as it is, to expose that both sides mm-hmm. yes. are victims. And I hate to say it that way, but. Right. I don't disagree with you. I don't. He created a literal monster here. Yes, and that's all he knows. That's all he understands. Just a monster. Mm-hmm. Ugh. But, so this was all during the interviews when this all came to light uh, with Wacker. Um, he was read his Miranda rights several times, and he argued quite a bit that he did not willingly give himself up, and he shouldn't be charged. Because... This is what Wacker said? Yes. He's the one who's telling them what he witnessed. He's like, I shouldn't be charged... You watched her be raped and murdered. You're going to be charged. You probably not. You didn't mur- kill her, but you were a part of it. Aiding and abetting, man. Mm-hmm. Okay. He said there was insufficient evidence to find him guilty of kidnapping or aiding a felon beyond a reasonable doubt. Except that he said he did. Yeah. He's literally trying to counteract himself, and it's ugh. Yes. Okay. Wacker ended up being found guilty of kidnapping by unlawfully and willfully taking or confining Nancy. Oh, Nancy. She was just out for a stroll? She, she was just walking to the store. Her mom had, uh, yeah, asked her to go down to the store to get something. There was a couple different things that said why she was out, but they took her in broad daylight. Um, okay. Uh, by force. Okay, yeah. Uh ended up being found guilty of kidnapping by unlawfully and willfully taking or confining Nancy Shoemaker by force or threat with the intent to hold her to commit crimes of battery, indecent liberties with a child, or rape. Wacker contended his conviction with his unreliable confession that he and Doyle picked up Nancy Shoemaker drove her to a remote area where Lane killed her. To overturn his conviction, he argued his employment time card proves he was at work during 
when during when the murder took place. Therefore, even though he confessed, he could not be guilty of the kidnapping because it was factually impossible for him to have participated in the crime. Wacker presented evidence that it took one and a half hours to drive to the crime scene and back to Wichita. Wacker's time card showed he clocked in at work at 7.32 a.m., clocked out at 2.14 p.m., back in at 2.45 p.m., and out at 7.32 p.m. It does show he would have been clocked in at work. The time card did not show he was always present on the employer's premise during that time. Um, <clears throat> goodness. Wacker told law enforcement he picked up Doyle around 8 a.m., so he clocked in at 7.32. He says he picked him up at 8 a.m., and they were going to Hayesville to pick up inserts for Penny Power, his employer, when Nancy was abducted. And so they did this on the clock? Yeah. Yep. Um, I just, just a sec. Okay, I just need to numb myself a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Okay, when Nancy was abducted, so around 8 a.m., another item that Wacker left work um, was an expense voucher stating, no, what does that say? Yeah, stating he was away from his work premises, getting propane and running power, penny power shortages on July 30th, 1990. His employer confirmed he'd leave work to run errands, so... He's like, oh, no, it shows that I'm at work. No, you're not at work the whole time that you're there. Like, you Obviously. can, like, he, I, I know. I'm just, I'm arguing with him and he's not even here. <laughs> but, because <laughs> he's unfortunately you're, still fucking you're, alive. You're lying. You're lying. You I, big fat liar. The time card wasn't going to save him. He has been in jail since his conviction and he was given 16 years to life in 1991 for the kidnapping charges and aiding with. Nancy's rape. Whew. This is, this is, we're coming close to the end of this. Um, Wacker has been up and denied parole in the respective years. 1998, eight years since her death, 2004, 13 years, 2010, 19 years, 2017, 26 years, and 2019, 28 years. He was brought in front of the court on April 3rd, 2020. So that's like two months ago. Donald Wacker was granted parole. He is set to be released on or after November 1st of 2020. No, was he? Um, it's not November. It's June right now. So I thought that 2020 was going to be over sooner than that. <laughs> Maybe I should rephrase that. I hoped that 2020 was going to be over sooner than that. He, yeah, he could do something about this. He could have potentially he could potentially have to register as a violent offender if the Kansas Supreme Court rules that necessary. Nancy's family has had petitions to keep him locked up, and this was a crushing blow to her family. There is still Doyle Lane, who is serving a 66-year sentence in Texas for Bertha Martinez's murder. He is due up for parole in the next couple of years, but if he is paroled, he will be sent to Kansas to serve his sentence for Nancy's murder. I can't wait for him to come here. Doyle enjoys coloring books and books with lots of pictures. He's illiterate while he is still on death row in Texas. So, okay, I know there's some stuff that I remember when I when I uh when I was researching about this. He's like a child too. He is like I said he has childlike mentality. Like he was just shown bad things and thought that was normal. He was turned into yes. a monster. Because I mean I feel like there's a lot missing here. He himself had to be abused very badly. Yeah, and well and then with even I can't with can't help but think what kind of atrocious things 
happened that we don't know about. Right, because he's not going to be able to tell you. But, like, in one interview on one of the websites that I looked up on, like, telling about the coloring book. Oh, well, 200 pairs of underwear. Those had to have come from somewhere. They may not have been necessarily, like, murdered, but who knows if how many he of those he sexually assaulted but i don't know if those were from him and maybe his uh stepfather woody Obviously. who died cuz he's the one who lured bertha that he went and the, got her that is the reason yeah that man is yep. the reason and me how did he, he die was it painful i don't i want to say cancer was it cancer maybe not don't quote me on that i just know he died in 1994 um I don't even know if it was cancer. I'd have to look it up. But I just know he died. And I hope he rots in hell. Rots in hell. As the as I'm gonna steal from the girls would say, rest in distress, because I really love that. And I think it's great. So if that is uh copyrighted I'm, I'm by always, them. And I'm not this quick. This is why I can never be as popular. I am not as quick as they are when I start talking about what they want or they wish wish would happen were, like, like how they're being tortured what's like talking about uh, the <laughs> like, i hope he has you know. to i don't even know i can't even think of one i'm just not even that quick it's an ingrown toenail that never heals right that's <laughs> gets like shanked every time he goes to the bathroom i hope they are constantly pulling his fingernails out one by one yes yep mm-hmm and then pouring uh, salt and uh, vinegar all over his fingers. Maybe he could be waterboarded with acid on a daily basis. Yes. Do you hear that, Lucifer? <laughs> <laughs> I think he probably knows a lot worse than what I uh, Probably what we can come over right oh, off the top of our head. Very but, alive in cement. Oh, but yeah. in cement. That, I think, is one of the worst things. Oh, oh there's a story out. I have about someone being cemented alive while they were in prison. But anyways, we'll get to that one day. We're going to go down that because I've got a rabbit hole in my mind. <laughs> Anyways, but no, it said in one interview that Doyle, like, he came to be interviewed and he was like, he was like visibly upset and the interviewer was like, what's wrong with you? And he's like, my roommate got moved to a different cell and I'm really sad because he'd show me all the good books that had the best pictures and I'm just really going to miss him. That's the, the guy who essentially did the murders, Doyle. Like, he was just really upset. Like, they were going to ask him about the murders, and he was like, no, I just want to talk about how much I'm going to miss my roommate who would take care of me and help me find pictures, ha find books that had the most pictures so I could look at them, because I can't read. I have a tattoo that says, love without cause. Mm-hmm. What that means to me is, he needed to be loved. Yes. He still needs to be loved, even though he's done really, 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 really bad things. Horrible, heinous acts. I'm having a hard time with this, but mm. I'm just this and I'm just gonna tell myself that so that is the yeah a lot of the storyline was talking about because there's a Facebook group about um that Nancy Shoemaker's family runs because mm -hmm. they had they would get thousands ten, tens of thousands of signatures to keep Wacker in prison and like you, you could, I was just reading a whole bunch of articles so yeah go check that out on Facebook I don't know. To, if you just look up Nancy Shoemaker, you'll be able to find yeah, it. Like yeah, they have tons and tons of posts. And she was just, oh, sweet, beautiful little loved. girls. Yes, very loved. Still, even, oh, goodness. She was, yeah, nine years old. I don't like her at all. Not at all. Me. And you know how I am. I'm going to have to see what she looks like. 
I know. I'm surprised you hadn't done that yet. I know. It's <laughs> hard when they're little. I, I don't know. I know. I know. And, I, and yet you're making me do a really research and rough case. No. But now I'm like, no, now I'm invested. It's funny that we say that because I have right now, it's on my computer, all, I have five tabs open so far, like learning about the little boy that we're going to cover here in a couple weeks. Because somebody has to go on vacation and be on the beach for a week. Yes. Sweet Nancy, rest with angels, you beautiful, beautiful little girl. What year was it when this happened to her? 1990. She was younger than me. Well, yeah, because 1990, she was nine. I want to say she was nine. Now I feel like that's not even, I don't even think I have. Yeah, July 30th, 1990, nine years old, disappeared on her way to the store. And Bertha? She was born, Bertha Martinez, June 17th, 1971. She was eight years older than you. Her birthday, yeah, just passed. March 20th, 1980. I don't like that they don't have a lot of... They didn't... Like, that case just... It just kind of... Well, it was just... It came to... Yep. Sweet, sweet. I love her glasses. <laughs> They're adorable. Of course, I'll post pictures of them on our Instagram. But... She was in her yard. She was playing in her oh. yard. Playing in her yard with friends and with friends. With friends. And she was the only one who was like, Yeah, I'll go help you find your dog. Cause she loved animals. Yeah, I didn't I guess I didn't say that. I am trash. Their Bye. innocence and their love. Yeah. I'm like, oh, a dog? Oh my goodness. I'll come help you find it. And, and then you're taken and murdered. Oh I don't understand how you can do that to people. I look at my child and I'm like I've had nightmares about him being taken from me and I'm like, oh I ooh. The worst anxiety. And, you know, it's, it's interesting as a mother what you do when you hear, obviously, I told you, I have my kids watch <laughs> <laughs> Law and Order Special Victims Unit. Because um, you always need to be on the lookout and hear some stories as to why. And I feel like they need to see that stuff. Like, look, they're just playing in their front yard. And along comes a real nice looking man. And maybe don't go with him. Yeah. I need them to know that. <clears throat> yep. But also... When you can't find your child for a second. Yeah. The things that go through your head. Are atrocious. I can't tell you. I just. No. Huh. Things I have thought have been done to my own children. Mm -hmm. It's just, I don't know. I'll Thank never forget I was in the uh, school one day and I had the boys with me and mm -hmm. I got to talking, if you can imagine that, <laughs> to another teacher. And when I turned around, I didn't know where Kelby was. Yeah. And so I went through the whole school, like, where in the world did he go? And he wasn't in the school. He wasn't in the bathrooms. I called my mom. She lived across the street. He wasn't my right. mom's. I had fully lost at that point because uh, coming back down the hallway, there was a little door that goes out towards right. the football fields. Yep. I know what door you're and talking his about. Football or his cowboy hat was on the ground outside that door. Oh. And so, to me, it looked like someone had just grabbed him. And it was the most horrific next probably seven minutes. <laughs> seven minutes. <laughs> Regardless. I'm telling you, I lost it. I mean, I had at least eight people out looking for him. And I had decided to drive home thinking maybe he'd gone home, which... Yeah, because, I mean, you don't live far from the school. Yeah, it was when we lived over on 
six straights. So oh, okay. A little further. It was, gotcha. And I came across, I drove on that road, and there that little turd was just uh, trotting up the street, full sprinting, <laughs> running home. He was like four. Oh, oh my gosh. I, oh. I just remember getting out of my car, grabbing him like, don't ever get that. Did you do this? To me? <laughs> and just... he had no idea. What's going on? What? <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I couldn't get back in school. <laughs> oh, sweet. It was locked. I just ran home. <laughs> no big deal. And I'm sobbing. Like, <laughs> oh my god! I couldn't I get back in the building, know. mom. I just went home. There and you bang on the door forever. You scream like leave. you're like you're being taken. You scream. Although I do have memories of my mother doing the same thing to me. I used to <laughs> lose them in the store, and so I thought, well, they can't leave without me if I stand by the car. <laughs> I left stores and stood by my parents' car while they're in the store frantically try to find me i'm like i'm gonna stand by the car because then they can't leave me it seemed rational in my mind i mean that does make sense because it's your car i just i'll never forget when my mom took me to customer service and said this is who you need to talk to the people with the microphone talk to the people with the microphone i'm gonna have to teach mother please announce that her name is this yeah she's like please do that instead <laughs> don't go and to the car thinking maybe Keep track of me, mom. Jeez. <laughs> That's like... It's so easy to say that, right? Right, it is. Other parents, like, how dare you not know where your children are? How dare you start talking or to for, me? Or just forget us completely. Or just, like, wait, did I bring kids today? <laughs> yeah. I've, that's, that's, like, that's a rabbit hole in, all on its own. Because there's, like, there's no, no, like no, a no, whole... Those are more horrific stories. I just can't. No, it's just like... I've lucked out. Like, hey, mom, where are you at? I'm driving home. Where are you? Oh, cool. I'm still at Target, you know, because you brought me with you to the store. <laughs> Hi. Or like when my mom would pick me up from work, I'd be sitting there waiting for 30 minutes and she's driving my car because her car broke down. I'm like, hey mom, where you at? She's like, oh crap, I'm almost to Cimarron. I'll turn around and come get you. Thanks. You're driving my car. You Could just you can't change our schedules. We get confused. And when you have a new baby, that's another one that I completely oh, understand. Senior moments as my mom calls them now. I had my two little girls. Mm -hmm. We were babbling like crazy, and we'd gone right in the house, and we were in there, and then I remembered I'd had a child recently. <laughs> Where was that child? Thankfully, the same Kelby? Yeah, yeah Kelby. Poor Kelby. And he was just down asleep in the car, of course, and thank goodness it wasn't 108 degrees outside or uh, 37 degrees outside. See, I feel like sometimes I those... I just forgot I, I had... Oh, I think I was on the phone also. Well, that doesn't help. And so, you know, I go through these frantic moments, and then my mother... <laughs> will just ream me about what a terrible mother I am because I've lost my children again. And I'm like, um... I've lost my children again. I got some memories. I feel like hey, Mom, remember? a little hypocritical you're right just now. being a little rude. <laughs> okay, thanks. It's just... Okay. I'm telling you. What's our rabbit hole, Kelly? What are we doing? What are you going to tell us about? Because mm -hmm. well, you feel like you're so you know, inadequate this, in this podcast. She's really not. I'm I would like someone to personally message us if you follow us on Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, or if you're just friends oh, with me no. on Facebook. We're going to have so many people that are like, she's absolutely inadequate. <laughs> Tell just me how thoughts, wonderful please. Kelly is. Because I um, think she's great. Uh, she is my better counterpart. I don't take compliments well, so you don't have to do that. Do it! I take criticism even worse. Please so do it. Don't have to do Singapore, that. tell her how great she is. It's just not an opinion. 
Sing. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I just, uh, I told Nicole when we started this, I was just going to, I didn't really know what my part was going to be because you were all about the researching and things. And I have yeah. a lot of knowledge of those things and I could do the same thing that you're doing, but I didn't want two different people saying the same stuff twice, you know? It kind of. different. I want yeah. to say something different to it because yeah. when you get done talking about that kind of thing. Death. Murder. Murder. Rape. All the horrific things Ugh. in the world. You want to lighten the moment a little bit. Yeah. So. Except when there's people living in your house or things crawling out of your ear, which is great. Well, you know, <laughs> there are things I think about. <laughs> <laughs> you should see my uh, search history. It's great. There are people that just know me as the one who always is like, well, let's look it up. <laughs> it's the teacher in you. I told you that I... Was gonna do stuff like I don't know the history of the balloons. Where did his, where did balloons come from? Uh, so the whole reason I thought about that is I was I had I read a balloons. Curious George book to my son, and <laughs> we'd had a whole talk about how he'd flown away with a balloon, but how I felt that that was physically impossible. I don't think that monkey was light enough for one helium balloon to fly him across. So we got into an entire discussion. This never happened with my girls. They were just like, oh, we love it, and they're done. <laughs> not. Not Kelby and Cash. They have questions. <laughs> They're like, hey. Let me go why? on another tangent that has nothing to do with balloons because it's what I do. <laughs> uh, every mother should know the book Love You Forever. Oh, yes. I Isn't have it. it. Just heartbreaking. You love it. Yeah, so because he wrote I it for his mom. And reading just... it to my girls and just bawling. Like, always, I'm going to love you my whole life and then will you take care of me? It's just a ridiculous book, right? Until you read it to Cash. <laughs> Until you read it to Cash. All right, so Cash. <laughs> Cash was disturbed at four about the fact that she picked up her adult son and rocked him. <laughs> Might be rocking you, Arlo, like, when you listen to this one day. so big. <laughs> he was trying to sleep. <laughs> like, I can totally, so, like, I can picture your child. Even, we're not even to the point where she drove across town with a ladder, okay? He had <laughs> never, I had never seen this perspective of this book before. But why did she drive across town with a ladder on her roof, put it against her adult son who had a family's house, right? Uh-huh. Climb the ladder. It's a lot of work and get your adult son out of bed and rock him. He was already upset about the fact that he was a full-grown teenager and she was doing it. Now... He's a grown man. He was so disturbed by it, and I'm just like, I won't do that to you. Okay? <laughs> but I do love you forever. I'm, uh, and I just had to say, I'm I would gonna do, do it that to him. Because I would be feeling like I want to rock you, even though you're my big boy out there. Oh my gosh, it's... I still want to make sure that you're okay, and I still want to... Okay, so with that, you. since my son's only three right now, and I was very young when my first nephew was born... <laughs> I asked him since he just graduated high school while well, he's getting ready to have a ceremony, but you know, 2020. Um, uh, but I asked him on Snapchat and I saved my message, but not his. Oh, and then it just, <laughs> we just had just a going. party fell. So <laughs> but I asked him, I was like, I don't care about the mess. I just lost a lot of <laughs> Keep going. I just asked Peyton one more time. I'm like, can I just hold you like a baby just one more time before you go to college? And he's like, LOL, okay. And I didn't, I thought I clicked on it because on Snapchat you have to save it if you want to keep it forever. And it, I didn't save his message. Oh, so there's no proof that he said okay. No. 
And he's like, uh, I probably did say okay, but I'm not cool with that. And I'm like, too friggin' bad. Oh, Eight. let you do that. Okay. She tried to let me do that recently. Oh. She's almost 17. That's sweet, She's little, though. Uh, sweet. It, was a, it was an awkward angle, and it didn't feel comforting. She said, <laughs> uh, she said it was painful. <laughs> it was painful. So we decided that we should work on different ways of comfort. Like, maybe just sitting next to you, putting my arm around you, and telling you I love you. <laughs> it doesn't matter how many times you tell your kids you love them. They don't believe it. I, I know. I made Arlo say that but today. I'm like, I love them, say, they... I love you. And he'll go, I you. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. I want them to love themselves as much as I love them, though. That's the hardest thing about having teenage girls. Oh, oh being a teenage girl sucked. It really did. Why did we hate ourselves so much? I, I mean, I still so don't much. really... I'm not a big and fan. And I try to remind them me. that every single girl, no matter how confident she looks, how beautiful she is, has her whole world of insecurities just like you. Yep. Okay. Well, I don't know how it went this far, but oh, I'm just curious, George. Let's bring it back. Talking about balloons. Balloons. Is that what you're going to talk? Is that our rabbit hole? Again, it was a. I think it was. I hate them. And now, yeah. Anyway, um, I can't remember what the name of the book was. That uh, man with the yellow hat, though, mm. he was a wise man. You know, yeah. He always brought him back, figured it out. You got a you lesson from the story. Always. Uh, we didn't get to the lesson. <laughs> we got to the... We were talking physics <laughs> and how balloons can't actually lift you. And then I, I believe we looked up how many helium balloons it would actually take to raise a monkey of, say... We decided eight pounds. Maybe he's just a little guy, like a baby. Right, because, yeah, Curious George doesn't look big. Yeah, and I, I'm i not going to quote myself on this, but it was something around 20. I don't know. Wow. Um, Because I, I read it to them, and we were like, cool, interesting, whatever. Uh, but again, where did balloons come from? Like, when did that become, like, a party favor? I'm glad we were talking and about this, because I... When did it become, like, a, a mode of transportation? Was that before or after it became a party favor? You know, I just was wondering. Is this going to, like, lead into, like, hot air balloons, too? It or... should. And, and that's the thing. Is like, you can get... a lot of different ways you can take this. You can really deep into this. Especially because I have the deepest fear of balloons. I you hate... You fear of balloons? I, ha- I hate them. Oh, my God. What about the helium? That's fun. I mean, yeah, I like sucking it out of balloons turned, and my talking. My friend turned 40, and another good friend of mine got her 40 balloons. Yes. Helium in them for her birthday. Yep, I'd be and like... And I have them in my living room. I'm like, what am I going to do with all these balloons? She didn't want them. Um, <laughs> I don't know why she didn't want them. I mean, decorate your house for a while. <laughs> so my teenage daughters get home, and they're like, she doesn't want these? <laughs> they were gone. And like... A night. I think they sat down here doing helium voices to each other. That would be an episode. They loved it. And it really was funny watching them. But, anyway. Yeah, I hate balloons. My brothers used to pop them in my face when I was four. When I'd have, like, birthday parties and stuff, we'd have balloons. So they'd just pop them while I was taking a nap to wake me up. That's how my brothers woke me up. So my mom would go to the bank... Where they have just, you know, they give you like a little toy, mm-hmm. like a toy, like a sticker or a balloon. And I, there's so much saliva in my mouth. I'm so sorry for noises that are gross. Bye. Um, <laughs> but I would see the deflated balloon from the people at the bank and I would start sobbing and I'd tell them to take it away. And my mom's like, please, do you have a sticker? Do you have a sucker? Do you have anything that's not that damn balloon? Because my sons are monsters and she's deathly afraid of balloons. <laughs> so... 
yeah, I, it took me a long time to even like fireworks because the loud noise just, I couldn't handle it. I was a big old wiener schnitzel and I just, I think it's funny that you chose balloons. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, tell me why I'm these. I'm going to try and get into a few different things here. I'm going to start simple. Um, it. it doesn't say the purpose. Okay. Okay. But it does say that the first rubber balloons were made by a scientist named Michael Faraday in 1824. Whoa. Now, previously, That's almost... any balloons were made from dried animal bladders. Love it. Again, I don't have a why just yet. I'm going to get there, I think. Hold on, friends. So he used them in his experiments with hydrogen at the Royal Institution in London, England. Faraday made his balloons by laying two pieces of rubber on top of each other and pressing the edges together. The tacky rubber stuck automatically. To prevent the pieces of rubber from joining all the way through, he rubbed the inside of the balloon with flour first. Huh, Whoa. That's interesting. Um, now, modern balloons are not made of the same kind of rubber, that tacky rubber that he used. They're made from a liquid rubber called latex. Whoa. I don't know why latex is always such a funny word to me, but it is. Because we think of condoms because we're gross. <laughs> latex comes from the sap of the rubber tree. Hevia brasilianisis. That was beautiful. Brasilianisis. We're not doctors. Brunilian. Anyway. <laughs> Brunilian biscuits. Got we it. We are not linguists. Linguists? Linguists. That's the word I'll <laughs> We like Therefore, lasagna. I approved my point. Um, <laughs> Love it. Which grows in many tropical countries. The balloon manufacturing process is mostly automated. Liquid latex is sent through treatment processes. Colors are added. The latex is shaped and the outer surface of the balloons may be stamped with designs. Which it is. It's so fun. Oh my gosh. Someone had um, online and it's uh, balloons that have like messages on them. And they're like insult balloons. And it's oh, like uh, happy... Like, happy fucking whatever. Mm -hmm. Sorry if you don't like my cuss words, but I say them. I really cut I back, though. I happy terrible things that you can send to people that you're angry with, <gasps> but that are not, like, oh my God. hazardous or violent. Glitter bombs. We, me and Did my former best friend, uh, sent... Another good friend of mine, she, she fully was going to send this mm -hmm. to an ex, and I think she still has... A penis. glitter bomb? A glitter bomb. No, she we sent a bag badly. of dicks... The little penis yes. gummies to yes. our old bosses. Oh my god! At their hilarious. job, yeah. Okay, we did it. Let me keep going here. Okay, balloons. Terrible After things. After Michael Faraday's invention of the balloon, a rubber manufacturer named Thomas Hancock. Came <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, sometimes we just turn twelve. Don't we? Latex <laughs> Hancock. Too I'm living. Many words that make me laugh. <laughs> Every year, a spelling list has the word leotard, and everyone of my kids is like. <laughs> I shouldn't say, oh, it's a sixth grade boy laugh. <laughs> they think Leotard. everything is funny. Leotard, I don't know. Could be, again, it yeah. sounds like the, the, the non word that we don't like to use. That we said through our case. But also that it is a tight-fitting outfit, which is also I funny. was I was a ballerina. I wore them for 11 yeah, years. Yeah, boys to wear leotards. Mm -mm. I'm going to, I'm going to. Now, I shouldn't say uh-uh, because, you know, we have a lot of sports where they wear leotards. Yeah. It is acceptable and okay, but for a sixth grade boy... They're like, hey. I think it's hilarious. I get it. Hancock was his name. <laughs> I'm a child, bye. It's Hancock. No, it's not. <clears throat> that is not his first name. No. Oh, okay. Oh Herbie Hancock. Yes, I have. 
I'm like, that is not what you just said. It's but yes, Tommy I've heard Boy. of her. It's a reference from Tommy Boy. Yes. Me and Tim did Herbie. all the time. And every time I see Herbie Hancock, Herbie Hancock. Now, I'm going to be sad that my boss has left me. <laughs> I'm going to make him listen to this episode. Completely off the subject. Of uh, balloons. Okay, back In to Hancock. 1825, just one year later. I was almost born. If a person wanted one of their own, they had to make the actual balloon themselves. Hancock's balloons were oh. sold in the form of a do-it-yourself kit. That is a Build-A-Balloon. Yeah, consisting of a bottle of rubber solution and a condensing syringe. Like, it was, like, hardcore stuff. I wish they still did that. My kids should have to make their balloons. Wait, that means I should have had to make my balloons. That's skipping a few. No, we can skip a generation. But still, I think Kelly would absolutely love to make his own balloon. Now, we're skipping ahead to 1907. Rubber balloons started to be manufactured in the United States. And they're now manufactured by the millions daily in a number of countries, and they are available in all kinds of shapes, sizes, and colors, and they become a fixture at birthday parties and celebrations. But my question or remembrances. Was, was not that. My question was, well, how did they get there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, here's the problem. There are so many different types of balloons. Yeah. Depending on the material they're made of. So the ones I was specifically talking about are the ones that are made of latex, but yeah, there's a lot of them. A lot of them. <laughs> Uh, their purpose or how they look, here's some interesting information. So this is just another, again, Google is my source. Jujal. My source is Google. It's my only source always. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I did have a set of Encyclopedia, Encyclopedia Britannica. I can't even say the word anymore. Encyc- Britannica. Encyclopedia Britannica that I had a hard time getting rid of for a very long time because I felt like they were really important. Um, more that it's just like the hands-on yeah. wonderfulness of them. Yes, I agree. I'm very upset that they're gone. I don't like that they left my classroom either. I do have a set of uh, thesauruses and dictionaries, but my encyclopedias are no longer present. They were taking up to his room, and I never used them. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not relevant. Kids are never going to use them. Bottom line, they're not going to use them. I know. And it's so weird because... They have to be able to use a search engine on a computer, and that needs to be where my focus goes, as much as I want to hold on to the past. Yeah, because that's how I research things. It's hard to change. (sighs) Many years have passed since the Montgolfier brothers sent their three animal passengers to test if humans could survive the flight in a balloon powered by hot air. Fancy. And we still fly in balloons because there's nothing like it. All right, so that's a whole other thing. The history of it with the Montgolfier brothers. Montgolfier? Yeah. Montgolfier. Is that French? Probably. It seems really French. Montgolfier. Yeah. Hot air balloons are one of the oldest types of balloons and the earliest flying machines that carried humans into the air safely. They appeared for the first time in the 18th century, and they're still popular. So they were actually invented before, again, the balloons that I began with. Yeah, so they took Dorothy cold. back from Oz. Again, if you didn't know, they're launched into the air by the heated Almost. air, which is lighter than cool air. Yep. Um, it rises. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why that makes sense with the it's fire. It's how molecules move. Okay. Molecules condense and pack together in cool air, so if there's more of them, obviously, in the space that they're in, it'll be heavier. If there's less of them in the space that they're in, it will be lighter. That's Science. Hydrogen. Sorry. <laughs> I went way off because this has nothing to do with hydrogen. Um, their ancestors are flying lanterns that appear for the first time in the third century China. I'm telling you, if you want to know where the origin of anything is, it was in China. These ancient people were by far the smartest people ever. Ever. I, ever. I, I swear, everything that we read about, 
we are in space today because of the rockets invented in China. Yeah. Insane. Anyway, I'm going to get off that. There's also gas balloons. They uh, appear at the same time as hot air balloons. They filled. They were filled with a gas that's lighter than air. So it could be hydrogen or helium. Mm-hmm. And we know it as helium today. Hydrogen's cheaper. It's easier to obtain. But it also fuels our spaceships. So if you can imagine, it's a little... A little explosive. A little, a little explosive. explosive. A little toxic. Of yeah. I mean, maybe. <laughs> you don't put that in a balloon for a kid to play with. With Yolo. next door that's smoking. Like, I remember they used to smoke all the time. Because you imagine hydrogen balloons and smokers. We'd have, like, hydrogen bombs, like, just exploding all over with bullets. A stories to talk about. Now I'm going to look into it. Anyway, it's dangerous <laughs> because it can explode, especially when mixed with oxygen from the air. Helium right. is more expensive, but it's safer because it's inert. And it's way more fun to inhale. You inhale it and talk funny, and it won't even hurt you. Uh, toy balloons, or small balloons made of rubber, latex, or aluminized plastic, and mostly used for child play, party decoration, advertising, um, before the material... At, before this material and Michael Faraday, who made the first rubber balloon, balloons were made from pig bladders. Delicious. Just to play with. Just to play with. Yum. Mm. Fun. Great. I don't know. Like, a bucket of nails would have been better. Oh. So, totally. Yeah. There's weather balloons. Oh. Yeah. I guess. Right? Yes. I mean, yes, they're, yes. They're, so... they're made of highly flexible latex, and they carry instruments, and they measure atmospheric pressure, temperature, humidity, and other characteristics of weather. Um, and one of the first ones to use weather balloons was Leon Tisserandic de Bort. <laughs> I'm done. The French meteorologist in 1896. See? French. I was right. Okay. Now, I could keep going because it, it really... Okay, there's solar balloons. Uh-huh. Uh, a balloon that lifts in the air when the air inside of it's heated by the sun's radiation. That's kind of fantastic. Ooh. That was invented by uh, Dominique Michaelis, a British architect, in 1972. So, a recent... That's I was like that wasn't that long I ago. I feel like that's recent history. It was right before cluster you were born. Balloons, the type of balloon where a harness attaches a balloonist to a cluster of helium inflated rubber balloons. Balloons, balloons, balloons. All I can think about as we're talking about that is is the movie Up, huh, exactly. <laughs> with the balloons that carry the it's house. Going to uh, what falls? Uh, for his his for his sweet sweet yes. Ellie. Ellie uh, always wanted to go to something. It's a real place. I just, you look that up. I'm on it. So, cluster balloons are actually a thing. First cluster balloon appeared in 1982 and others followed, although some people that tried this kind of ballooning were never seen again. Oh, in the <laughs> movie he was literally a balloon salesman. Did you hear that? Yeah. Just, bye-bye. <laughs> Don't try cluster balloons, people. It's a real Hopper cluster. balloons, smaller variant of a hot air balloon that can carry only one person in a seat or a harness. First one appeared in 1924. They were a tool for inspecting and repairing of large airships and stratospheric balloons. So the hopper balloon was like their fix-it mobile. Oh. There's an <laughs> air- airship or Paradise Falls dirigible. I have no idea if I said that right. Dirigible. Dirigible. Sure. Dirigible. Dirigible. <sighs> it's a type of balloon that is propelled through the air by engine power. Okay. First one appeared, uh, although their first ideas of them appeared in the 17th century, but it was not until the 19th century that the first one actually appeared. Is that like a blimp? Now, that's the next one, it's blimps. Okay, okay, okay. They okay. have an internal structure or framework. Makes so sense. I think that's what makes them different, or yeah. a keel. 
as they call it, and that reti relies entirely on internal gas pressure to retain its shape during flight. Fascinating. Um, and I think they've figured some things out about blimps after. I was once a blimp, and then I gave birth. Ha <laughs> ha! I said it. It's Paradise Falls Paradise from the movie Up. <laughs> Paradise Falls. Paradise Falls. Paradise Falls is a real place. They also have observation balloons, which I think are, you know, kind of like the drones of today. Yeah. Uh, they were used as aerial platforms for intelligence gathering and artillery spotting during the war. They were used for the first time during the French Revolutionary War when the French used a tethered hydrogen balloon to observe the Austrian army during the Battle of Fleurs. 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 I don't know In 1794. So that was like the earliest observation balloons. So, Wasn't that the earliest? I feel like that's the earliest you've said. It's weird that, okay. Balloons are, have evolved. They've got water balloons. Yes. Uh, filled with water and plate lights. The rubber balloon was met, uh, invented by Michael Faraday in 1824. Right. But the first water balloon was produced by Edgar Ellington in 1950. Again, I call that recent history. Yeah. yeah maybe I shouldn't if it's over 50 years ago. But no. He tried to invent a waterproof sock as a method of prevention of a trench foot disease. Ugh. And somehow came up with water balloons. That's interesting. That... Uh, okay, and then you have modeling balloons, which are long, narrow toy balloons filled with air and used for modeling into different shapes for amusement. Like the clowns make little dogs Ugh. and stuff. Don't look up trench foot. <clears throat> when they That's gross. For the first time. But the first balloon artist is mentioned in a book from 1975 as Herman Benier from Pennsylvania at a magician's convention in 1939. So that's the first time they like made a shape out of balloons. So. <sighs> don't look up trench foot. It's gross. I don't want to know about it. I just don't. Um, if you really delve into this, meaning Wikipedia people. Um, <laughs> The very first balloon ever invented was in 1662. 16, that's the even... first hydrogen balloon. So they were using that hydrogen. And it was just that if you inflated the object, it could rise into the air. Oof. Um, I mean, there's a lot of information on that that I don't think I'm going to go into. Right. That's kind of where balloons began, and I, again, I'm not sure when they became decorative items. It's probably more recently. Yeah. There's unmanned flights. That was the Mon Montgolfier brothers in right. 1983. Ooh. Um. They won some contests because they threw some sheep. That's what it looks like here. A duck and a rooster. This <laughs> guy's <laughs> just yeah, non-manned. Those are men. You're throwing... Okay. Uh, it's interesting, though. It says the rooster was included as a further control as it was a bird that did not fly at high altitudes. This demonstration was performed before a crowd at the Royal Palace in Versailles before King Louis the Sixteenth of France and Queen Marie Antoinette. I love... Off to head. Versailles. I the like the way that flight sounds. flight lasted approximately eight minutes, covered two miles... Ah, oh, the entertainment from back in the day. Here's a rooster and a balloon that's going to go in flight for eight minutes. Is that what I said? Yeah. Oh, first man flight. Again, these Montgolfier guys. They're like throwing men up there now in 1783. Uh, there's a hydrogen balloon flight that happened. Uh, 
different brothers, still French. Seventeen eighty three. Still French. Yeah. The Frenchmen really like the balloon. I think we should give it to them. Here is your balloon. They're all balloons. Suck it. And ah, so much like decorative balloons. <laughs> um, balloons. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm honestly... I'm going to do this. Moon. I want to know when balloons became decorative, right? Yes. When my brother started torturing me with them. Just kidding. It was before that. Uh, okay. This is this is why it's just not significant because we only started decorating with balloons three years before I was born. 1976. Yes, ma'am. Wow, I can do math. You're welcome. Joe Del Vecchio brainstormed a concept that before this time would have probably been laughed back into non-existence. He Del thought Vecchio. people have been sending flowers for years as expressions of love, thanks, well wishes, and friendship. Yes. And of course, balloons have always had the inexplicable power to bring a smile to our faces, bringing out a sort of innocence, love, joy, and happiness that is the child within all of us. What better and more effective gesture of caring could there be than to send someone a bouquet of balloons instead no. of flowers? That would be my worst Hence, gift. He came up with the concept of the balloon bouquet, a word which he coined and used as his trademark. Don't send me balloons unless you really want to upset me. They were like me. serious balloon enthusiasts. Enthusiasts. Particularly in Los Angeles. That's the birthplace of professional balloon decorating. Um, I guess that makes sense. They would bow their heads in genuflect if someone would only mention the name of Treb Heining. Who's Treb Heining? Well, for all practice, practical purposes, it might be said that Treb Heining, better known as Treb, is the father of professional balloon art decorating. He was the first person to come up with the concept of the spiral weave balloon arc, also around 1986. Or, sorry, 1976. So, the actual uh, whole, like, giving balloons away is so recent that it's not even exciting anymore. Yeah, that's only <laughs> 44 years. I mean, the whole purpose of balloons before this was really scientific, I would say. Yeah, it was. And made from animals. But toys, too. I mean, kids played with pig bladders. Delicious. Here's a pig bladder. Go play in the dirt. I love it. Oh, God. So, I guess they were toys before they were decorations. There's probably a lot more on this if you're really into balloons, but in my opinion, my my searching of the balloon was a wah wah. <laughs> oh man! Well, At least now I know. Where's yeah, I never would have known about the like them being made from animal innards. And that kids just played with those. Delicious. Like, fun little toy, like a ball. No, 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 no. Here's the more exciting pig bladder filled with air. Nothing sense. Oh my god, I care about you so much. Then here's um, a big old balloon filled with my spit and air. You're welcome. <laughs> oh man. At least balloons don't die like flowers. Very true. And I've been we're back to death. Back to death. <laughs> Speaking of, tulips are my favorite flowers. Um, they don't last long though. No. They're and then they're gone. Well, I hope you enjoyed. <laughs> well, not enjoyed. 
but enjoyed this episode <laughs> of such the bloody babbles. Dun 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 dun. The the it dun 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 dun. I know there was there. I mean, the case was sad, so sad. But I feel like we ended on a you know a pig bladder note. <laughs> Pig intestines, <laughs> whatever. Whether we try to do that or not. You're welcome. So make sure to check out the Fichter Brothers on YouTube. They are the creators of our intro music. Fantastic. Fantasy World Music by the Fichters. I can never say it right. Follow us on Instagram at Bloody Babbles Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Bloody Babbles. I don't have a Facebook page because I feel like it's not necessary, but We're maybe not I should. It's not relevant. It's, not rele- it's irrelevant because I don't need people like coming at me on Facebook. So no thanks. Bye. I think we learned our lesson through others. Yeah, I know. But eventually we may end up having an email because I think, um, he- well, hearing... I think like I like the girls doing their listener stories. Well, even in um, in that's why we drink. They do it too. I think those are just those are fun little things. But if we don't end up doing that, or you can email us and tell us how terrible we are, and then we'll just you know block you, and you could just skip to the next podcast that you need to listen to and not be so hateful. So, well, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> just went on a whole rant. I'm so calm down. <laughs> So all, you know, 20 of you that are listening, I think you're great. I wonder if they listen clear to this point. I I still say that when I begin speaking, they're like, and I'm out. Good story. Good story. I Thanks, like bro. It. I'm going like to go it. look into it and see if there's more I can find uh, that you don't. Do I care about balloons? Not one bit. And neither do I, but I was fascinated by it because now I've learned. I'm <laughs> glad my brothers were popping, you know, latex balloons by my head and not pig intestine ones. That's true. It could be worse. Huh. See? Silver linings. So, um, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, you're probably not even here anymore, but just that's fine. And we will see you next week. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> bye.